pronto, Vincent. Pronto, Randy. And welcome everyone to our lifestyle podcast called Pronto, Conversations of Life, where we talk about all the beautiful things life has to offer. Yes. Inspiration, yes. current events, memories, goals. The sky's the limit, right? Yes. <laughs> How are you, Randy? I, I'm really good. Uh, I love our ho holiday decorations. Oh, huh? yes. Yes. So everyone that's joining us, can you can you tell how, you know, festive we are here on set for Pronto? Um, very excited about the holiday season. Are yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. I love the holidays. Me too. Me too. I love the, the decorations, the festivities, yeah. the lights, especially when you're driving past houses that are all decorated. Right. And I love holiday music. Yeah. Are you are you a fan of holiday music? Yeah. Okay, I have the radio on all day, every day, just holiday music, Christmas music, all the above. It's my favorite. It just brings me so much joy. Yeah, it's a short time. Yes, yeah. it's only a month. Yeah, but I started a little bit before Thanksgiving, so I was guilty. But it was that's okay because it brings me joy, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I was in Philadelphia last night for an awards dinner, and oh. the city beautiful like yes. uh, oh, the decorations yes. really outstanding and i i was uh proud that we uh, took home a big award from circadia on sales of uh, skincare congratulations yeah. this is a beautiful trophy yeah. i don't know if you could see through that i'm trying not to it's, it's oh yeah yeah too. it's weight it's heavy yeah oh yeah. you're trying to lift it and i can't even lift it it's beautiful and congratulations to you and your entire team on this well-deserved recognition. Yeah, I accept this award, but it's really the art, art estheticians. Uh, they do a bang-up job of like uh, teaching people how to take care, care of their skin. Which is important. Yeah. You know, yeah. we talked about this off, I guess you would say off camera. Um, we were chatting about the importance of education. No matter what field you are in, no matter what career you are in, no matter where you're going in life, education yeah. is key. Yeah. And if you want to be better and you want to enhance your skills, you have to continue to educate yourself and be open-minded to always continue to learn. Am yes. I correct? Yeah. yeah. Last Tuesday, we uh, had a huge event in the salon. Um, we brought in Sean Goodhart. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just recently did Lindsay Lowen's hair for mm. her, like, coming out. Right? She's coming back, too. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay's looking great. I, I know she's been trending on the news. I've yeah. been I've been catching her on, on social media. I noticed a lot of the news media, um, media and the news have been talking about her, and she looks great. So yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, every uh, time we have an educational event, we bring in food. And we were lucky enough to bring in pizza by VNM Bistro. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Randy. That was very clever plug. Thank you for that. So um, I was very, very grateful. Uh, Randy reached out to me and said that he wanted to support my restaurant. So for those of you who don't know, I own and operate an Italian restaurant along with my sister right in North Wilmington called VNM Bistro. And it's right, it's located right on Marsh Road. So it's the northern part of Delaware, Newcastle right. County, for those tuning in all around 
I guess you would say the world, right? Because we do have people that listen in all around the world. Um, it is located here in Delaware. I'm third generation in the restaurant industry, so I'm no stranger to the restaurant world. But it was only fitting that my sister and I continued the legacy by opening up a restaurant eight years ago. So we appreciate that support. And I'm really, really happy that everyone enjoyed their pizza that day. Yeah. My favorite uh, pizza was in New York in Penn Station. I, you know, it was like a <laughs> hole in the wall. Right, right. But they had the best pizza. <laughs> now I had your pizza. It's a best. Well, that's good. I'm glad I, that I we beat them. I don't have to spend $600 to go <laughs> to New York. <laughs> And get pizza. Well, I, I always say that, you know, it's personal preference. You can get good pizza anywhere now. Yeah. Really, you can. And I yeah. only say this coming from experience. Again, I'm third generation in the restaurant industry, but specifically the pizza business. I'm the granddaughter of a pizzaiolo, a daughter of a master uh-huh. pizzaiolo. So I know pizza uh-huh. and I grew up in it. And when my parents moved to Delaware over 40 years ago to open up a pizzeria, there were no pizzerias around. Wow. So we've witnessed firsthand the growth and the, I guess you would say, the development of the pizza industry, wow. especially here in the state. Because again, 40 years ago, there was nowhere you can get a good pizza, uh, even just a good slice of pizza anywhere. So it was, um, it's interesting to see the development and how everything has changed. It's still evolving. It definitely is still evolving. And now everywhere you go, you can get pizza. Yeah. And there's so many different versions of making pizza. Obviously, you can see here talk about this all day, right? Yeah. <laughs> see, we talk about everything here at Pronto. We talk about pizza. <laughs> I could eat pizza probably every day. Well, me too. Yeah. yeah. Me too, right? Yeah. It keeps yeah. keeps us in shape. It keeps yeah. us energized. Pizza is the part of the first, you know, a part of all of our healthy diets. Yeah. Um, but it's also, you know, I'm a firm believer, all kidding aside, when you are treating yourself and you are indulging, you always want to make sure you maintain a healthy, balanced yeah. diet. Yeah. And in my opinion, pizza is a part of that. Right. And it's all everything in moderation. So it could be a treat. It can be a part of your yeah. <laughs> every week meal, um, everyday meal. You don't it just depends. eating whole pizza, right? I'm guilty of eating a whole pizza. I can't, I'm not, I did that last weekend. I was so hungry after working a busy dinner service at the restaurant. I was so, so hungry. I didn't, I, for, I forgot to eat. I, I didn't do good. I forgot to eat before dinner service and we were running around like crazy. And I was just craving a margarita pizzetta. Now that's a 12 inch pie. So yeah. it's like a personal size. Yeah. I devoured the whole thing. It was so delicious. It was so, so good. So we make our mozzarella fresh in-house oh, wow. and we put fresh basil on it. And oh my gosh, it was just so good. But I don't regret it. I, but, I, I just like, I think I just needed to, in, you know, treat myself because then I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I can go a couple of days without pizza now. <laughs> your crust is incredible. It's Thank like you. It's like light and like not thick and right, uh, <laughs> right uh, sweet spot. Well, that's, I appreciate you saying that. I will pass the compliments to the chef and the, the pizzaiolo that I have working, but I, um, I definitely will pass the compliments to the kitchen and we appreciate the compliments uh, always, uh, the feedback too. So thank you, Randy. I know you'd be honest with me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. So I have to mention a couple of things. We're going to change, you know, go back to beauty stuff. We went from food. Now we're going to go back to beauty. So I have this product right here that Randy let me try. 
So it's by Corello and it's a product that you carry at all of your locations. Yes. It's the vitamin C anti-aging serum. So you, you let me try it. I love it. I love it. I always like to give products a couple of tries. I don't just, you know, one and done. Or if I, if I have a reaction, then obviously right. I can't use it because I'm having an allergic reaction. But I like to try it, but I like to use it a couple of times before giving good feedback. And I have to say, I really, really love it. I was afraid that this serum may be, may be over drying or I'd have a reaction to it, or it wouldn't, it wouldn't pair well with other products, but it did, it was just perfect. Yep. So I really appreciate this. So thank you for letting me try it. I highly recommend that you check out the vitamin C serum, the anti-aging serum, um, all of the curry locations. I'm sure sell it, but call one of them. I'm sure they'll yep. put one to the side or yep. get it to you, or you could probably go on the website. Yep. Online. Okay. There you go. You can check out the website and you can purchase the vitamin C serum. Corello by Curry. Excellent, excellent product. I was super excited to talk about it because I, I when I walked by the shelf that's right behind me, I was like, oh, Randy, we got to talk about this. This is a great product Thank I you. want to share with our listeners. Thank you. So why don't you tell our viewers about this famous calendar? <laughs> it's it's to funny me. because, <laughs> you know, years ago, probably 10 years ago, we started producing calendars and giving it out after Thanksgiving, right? And we didn't think of it's big deal. We usually ordered a thousand or twelve hundred, you know, and yeah, you know, we would give them out like till New Year, right? Uh, one year we didn't do it. You know, <laughs> just you know, we were just trying something else, and you know, I was attacked by you know loads of people. You know, where's our calendars? Right? So uh, we brought them back. Yeah, Randy was, uh, he handed this to me, he goes, here, you better get it before, yeah. <laughs> um, before we, uh, we get, we, I guess we, we run out of them because they, yeah. uh, they're like hotcakes around here. Everybody loves them. So I was yeah. like, very excited. I was like, wow, okay. I'm, I'm a part of the group now officially, right? I got the 2023 yeah. Curry Hair, Skin and Nails yeah. calendar. I'm ready for 2023 now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to 2023. <laughs> well, before we bring on our guest, Randy, was there anything else you wanted to share with us before we bring on our guest that we haven't touched on yet? Well, um, Allison, our guest, used oh. to work for me. Uh, oh, she was okay, a, okay. a nail tech. And, you know, she's an incredible person. I, I can't wait for the audience to see her and hear her story. It's a, it's a incredible. Excellent. Excellent. So that's a perfect segue into introducing her. So we are so excited to welcome our guest for today's show, Allison T. Garrett, known as America's prison break coach. Allison's own rise from being labeled a habitual offender to prominence deems her an expert on personal and professional success. As an award-winning national speaker, a TEDx speaker, author, certified life coach, and entrepreneur, Allison T. Garrett impacts audiences around the country with her bold and audacious approach to creating and living life. Please welcome Allison T. Garrett. Hi, Allison. Yay! Hello. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so excited. This is like so dope. Yeah. <laughs> 
Allison, you're so dope. Like, this is so <laughs> awesome. Like, uh, for those of you who don't know or have the opportunity to read up about Allison, I, by the way, Allison, I was, I was stalking you. You are <laughs> so awesome. Like, I was very, very excited yeah. to interview you. I couldn't stop thinking about it all night, all morning. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to meet her via, obviously, um, the podcast. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Obviously, Randy knows who you are. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to know her too. Her smile yes. says it all. Like her personality is her smile, right? Yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Uh, I'm like, who's that y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's too funny. All right. Well, Allison, let's dive right into things because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very curious to find, you know, just to kind of learn a little bit more about who you are. So I guess... Give us a quick, a quick um, background about who is Allison Garrett. Yes, Allison Garrett is now um, a certified uh, NLP practitioner and life coach, and I work with professional women who struggle with life setbacks, usually um, connected to their trauma, um, and I help them break free from their mental prison so that they can experience true freedom in their lives, and that means every area of your life. Because I've learned that how you do one thing is typically how you do everything. Uh, and I started out um, trying to figure out life on my own. I had a lot of things that I've helped to had to deal with in my past. Um, so now it's become my life's mission to help professional women, specifically over 40, regain and reclaim that life that they felt that they missed or had once had and something got in the way. Hmm. Wow. Yes. So could you just mention briefly like the history of um, how you came from habitual offender to the successful entrepreneur, speaker, author, and life coach you are today? Yes. Well, I'd love to say, as always, I pretty much had to get out of my own way. Mm. Uh, while there were many things that I could not control that were a part of my life or just basically things that I, I didn't have anything to do with, right? You, I, the hand I was dealt you know, who I was born to, what happened during that period in my life. Um, I really had to get out of my own way. So I grew up in New York and um, my, I was adopted. My adopted parents passed away when I was a teen. Um, and I spent my teen years pretty much running away, um, moving from place to place, just staying with other people because I didn't want to stay in the house that I was in. Um, and that led me to uh, a life that had me involved in so many different things related to crime. Mm. Um, and then I got to a point where it caught up with me and I had to stand before a judge and I was given a seven year prison sentence, declared oh. a habitual offender, um, and was sentenced to, uh, maximum security for nonviolent offense. Um, and I had to determine at that time, how was Allison going to live her life moving forward? I could not go back to the life that I had known and lived. Uh, and mm. I had children at the time. So I knew that I had to create my own way and it had to be totally different from anything that I have ever done. Wow. 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 And I, and I commend you for being so, I guess you would say, gosh, there's so many words, brave mm -hmm. to speak on your story. And I appreciate that you are so transparent about your story because I think it's important to share your story because you never know whose life you're saving or who you're inspiring. And, and it's important to be transparent and honest because nobody's perfect, right? Yes. Nobody's perfect. We're all far from perfect. And something that resonated with me that I, I came across on your social media that I, I was looking forward to talking to you about 
when someone is, how can I explain this? So I know Randy knows me and just Allison, just, you know, we're getting to know each other some more. I, I know the feeling of defeat far mm-hmm. too well. Yes. And that's through my life experiences and everything that I have been through in my life. And, you know, you, sometimes it's hard to overcome that and pick yourself up and mm-hmm. keep going. What advice can you give someone to encourage them to never give up? Oh, that's that's one of the biggest things is people always ask me, like, how did you not give up? Um, and I think it starts with um, being willing to share your truth on some level. So, you know, people tell me that all the time, like you're brave and you're courageous, but it didn't always start out that way. What I did was I made a commitment to myself and I promised that if I were ever asked about my past or if I ever felt compelled to share, I would do that. And ironically, Mr. Randy was one of the very first people who called me out on that challenge when he didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was first released from, from being incarcerated, Um, I went to, uh, there was an ad and I went to Randy's salon for a job. I lived in Delaware and my nail license was in Delaware. And I met with him and he's talking, you know, I'm talking about my experience. He says, what have you been doing the last couple of years? So at that moment, I had to tell the truth. Mm. And when I said it to him, he said, well, we can't worry about that. Can we? He Uh said, if you get licensed in Pennsylvania, you have a job. Mm. So, I mean, so that's why it's even like more like I have chills, like talking about it. I know I've thanked Randy many times for giving me that opportunity, even knowing. And then the relationships that I was able to build without living this life that was a secret or was shameful. Mm -hmm. All of my coworkers knew the life that I had lived. They were very supportive in anything that I was doing. And I honestly believe that's what helped me grow is Mm. telling my truth and having other people recognize it and whether they agreed with it or liked it or not. I no longer had to hide behind this mask that so many people, more so women, um, trying to get through life every day. There's no way until you just, you have to rip it off and you have to heal. Right, right. Oh gosh. And I, that also gives me chills because you, you, you were so open with your story with not just your employer at the time, but your coworkers. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure because you were so transparent about your story, it was almost like that weight was lifted off your shoulders and you can most liberating, right. Heal and move forward. Mm -hmm. And that's, I know that takes practice. It does Mm -hmm. take practice. And, but the fact that you're able to tell your story and inspire others, someone like me who came across your Instagram page, I already was like, Oh my gosh, I needed to see this. I needed right. to, well, first off, I'm, I was so glad that we were going to have you on the show, but I, I needed it in that moment. Yes. So just like what I went through in that moment, there's so many others that will need that, that friendly reminder. I like to say. Yes. I, I, I would like to say like Allison has more friends at the salons <laughs> you know, now, like, you know, staying in touch with her, you know, if you bring her up her name, everyone, oh, she's great. <laughs> Allison ran a meeting one time. We had her speak in the meeting and uh, it was awesome. You know, she gave out books and, mm. and uh, awesome experience. Speaking of books, you wrote a book about your experiences. Can you tell, yes. us, can you tell us more about your book and the, the process of writing your story? Yes. Uh, the book is called I Was, I Am, How to Move Beyond Your Past to Create an Extraordinary Life. Uh, and it started out more of my journal entries. It was, I, I called it memoir therapy at the time. 
So a lot of the things that I'm able to share openly and publicly now was really just journal writings. And I think you said it a little bit earlier was when you start to share your story with other people, I would just read something that I wrote. Um, and this was written during my period of incarceration. So there was really nothing else to do. I was uh, locked down like 23 out of 24 hours of the day. And I'm reading the things that I wrote that I wrote and people are like in tears. Mm. They're moved and, and just moved and it evoked an emotional response, which made me know that so many people wanted to say that they would say, that's me. That's how mm -hmm. I feel. So although the book was written, um, you know, during my period of incarceration, it's not a book about prison, but it talks more about my growing up and how I was in a mental prison. And it shows other people that although you may not have had an experience with the physical prison, many of us are currently in a mental prison of our own making. Mm -hmm. And it causes us to live a life that we do not love. Mm-hmm. Right, Do you right. think it's like uh, people believe their own narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. You change your narrative. Like, did you help help changing your narrative? Narrative, right? No, I actually, I, it was more out of what I started to feel like and develop. I developed something called the prison, prison break success system. And mm -hmm. that came out of me feeling like, um, like, I think now we hear a lot about uh, trauma and trauma informed, but, you know, 15 years ago, that wasn't like a topic. So I, the book, literally, I make up stories. So when you say, Randy, like, did I, you know, create, like, anyone help me create my own narrative? Nope. I just learned that I had to create a more supportive story. So a lot of the stories that I told myself, I, I didn't know that that was the truth. I just made it up. If I felt abandoned and I felt like someone left me. I just had to put myself in their shoes and say, you know what, if I were that age, you know, if I talked about my parents and being 16, I'm like, at 16, I couldn't imagine someone actually being able to care for a child. And I can't fault my grandmother who I don't know and never met, because what would it be like for her at that time? So I literally just created new stories around everything that made me feel unworthy, um, made me feel like I was different from everyone else. I always felt like I wanted to be normal. Mm. Um, and then the more I realized more people felt the same way I did, they just suppressed it. Um, and they do other things as outlets. It just didn't lead them into a prison cell physically. You live by the mantra, how to move beyond your past to create a life you love. Mm -hmm. Tell us how you daily live that way and inspire others to do the same. Ah, well, number one is I pretty much do the things that I enjoy and love. Um, everything that I've created around my life, I don't do it like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like doing this or I don't wanna go here. I surround myself with family, family and friends. Everything that I plan is with purpose. I'm very intentional. Um, and the biggest, I just, I have the ability to say no if it's something that's not gonna serve me in some way, not in a negatively selfish way, but mm -hmm. that that's pretty much how I, I live a life I love. I'm like, if I wanna do it, I make sure that that's something that's in my plan and I move with little steps daily to, to make that happen. I'm very big with affirming. Mm -hmm. um, I do that before my feet are out of my bed uh, and I set the tone for how my day is going to go. And then when something does not go that way, I just immediately tell myself that I don't curse delays. This has to be a part of the process or what am I missing so that mm -hmm. I could continine to move and navigate and be gui divinely guided. Wow. 
Could you give some examples of affirmations that maybe, you know, some, some listeners are tuning in and, and, you know, they just don't know where to start. What are some examples of affirmations they can start yes. with? So it's, it really, I, I learned something even more deeper than affirmations. It's mm-hmm. more like a, fo- a forming where mm-hmm. I create a question because mm-hmm. what I started to recognize with many of the things that I had a challenge with was because I didn't have an answer. So I would start to ask myself in the form of an affirmation, the question, and then it was like, it would slowly appear to me as an answer. So um, I would say something like, why, um, why am I always in the right place at the right time saying the right things to the right people? Mm. And it was like, I would be shown, this is why, Mm. this is why you need to be here. This is why you need to do be there. Um, Why am I healthy and whole? Um, why do I always, um, find support when needed? So it's sort of like the things that we kind of say that nobody ever supports me and I never have help, but it really was more about me learning to be resourceful because Mm -hmm. it's not limited. So Mm -hmm. our thinking has us believing there's only enough of this. There's a little bit of this, but everything that exists is there's an unlimited resource. We just don't know how to tap into it. So those would be some of the examples of some of the things and it would depend on what it was I was experiencing at the time um, or some general affirmation. So it was really just asking myself the question, why am I so amazing? Why do, why do people um, seek, seek me with, mm-hmm. or find what they're looking for through me? Wow. Yeah. I like that. I like that approach. I never, I never thought of it that way. Usually mm-hmm. affirmations, which are okay. You say, mm-hmm. I, am, I am confident. Yes. I am. I am strong. Mm-hmm. I'm courageous. I am beautiful. Yes. Like I, I know those are beautiful affirmations. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with those, but I like that approach. I've never heard of that approach. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. I, yes. I definitely start doing that. Yes. And, and the reason, and the reason being is because we, when you say those things and you don't yet believe them, there's a disconnect. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to slowly close the gap between where you are and where you want to be, mm-hmm. if I keep saying, you know, I'm rich, and I have a negative bank account, I'm, that's not affirming because mm-hmm. I'm looking at my bank account every day and I'm like, this is not rich. Like I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, why, you know, why do I have the ability to produce wealth? Right. Wow. Then yes. I start to think of things like, this is, this is great. This could produce mm-hmm. this for me. Or this is, you know, you, you think of it differently. It's not like a defeating thing. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with affirming the other way, but if you don't yet believe it, it, it won't work. Right. 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 No, I, I appreciate that. I have a question, Allison. Yes. What what went through your mind when the judge said seven years? Mm. Oh my goodness! I can't mm. imagine that. I know it was a very sinking feeling. It was yeah. it was almost like, um, and I describe it in my writing. It's like my body, my my spirit just left my body. Mm. Like I, I felt so deflated because at that moment, someone else was deciding where I was going to spend the next seven years, and there was no, I lost all control. And I think that was the moment. Oh, I think we may have lost. No longer in control. Oh, there you are. We had lost you for a second, oh. Allison. What, what did you say the last like three seconds? It's, oh, that um, that I realized that I was no longer in control. Mm. And I no longer wanted anyone else to ever have that much control over my life. So that became my mission. I'm like, I can mm. never have this happen to me again. Uh, and it was, it was just very sinking. No one knew it was a secret when I was going to court because I didn't think that I was going to go to prison. Um, mm-hmm. and the judge basically said, nope, you're, I asked for time to prepare. He said, 
your uh, request is denied and your sentence starts today. So that was, that was like a deep reality check for me. Right. Allison, were you scared in that moment? Yeah. In that moment, there was lots of fear. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I said I had two small kids that were going to get off the bus. They didn't Uh know where I was that day. I didn't know who was going to take care of them. I was a single mom at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have, you know, like a lot of family. I had siblings, but not even thinking. It's just so much going through your head Right. that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and even seeing people who lose their children in that battle. Mm -hmm. So it it was a lot. And even then, like, I didn't get to talk to anyone right away. So it was several days before anyone even really knew where I was and what had happened. Wow. 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 Well, you, you clearly have come such a long way in life and you made, you made it a point that you wanted to help yourself, but also help others. Yes. And now you're a life coach. So -hmm. I wanted to talk about that some more. So you're currently a life coach. What is something you feel everyone needs to embrace to have a successful life? Yes. Everyone needs to embrace their internal identity. Mm. That is the biggest and most pressing challenge from 99% of my clients. Mm. It is knowing who you really are, but your internal characteristics and not being recognized and um, identify yourself through your external. Mm -hmm. So we're so accustomed to you know, if you, if I, at, if someone said, oh, who's Allison, you would describe me by, you know, maybe you'd say she's a, uh, a black female and she works here and she does this and she's a mom and she's a wife. And, you know, we have all these external things that we identify with, but then when something happens and we don't have those things for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you lose a job, your profession goes away, your kids get, you know, move out of the house, you, you know, get divorced, your identity is wrapped up in the external you lose yourself. And that's where most of us find ourselves. We don't remember who we are, what we love, what makes us smile. Mm. You know, I could, the question I ask, you know, somebody's like, I just want to be happy. What does that mean? Mm. So the biggest thing in that we have to learn how to define who we are internally, because Mm. the power to fulfill anything lies within that power to define it. Right. Wow. wow. Do you do you recommend that people seek out life coaches? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think we have, you know, we see it a lot. So I think sometimes uh, coaches may be discounted in what their qualifications are. Mm-hmm. Coaching is different from therapy. Um, right. But I would say any form of of getting to understand where you are, who you are at your core and find out that one thing that you need to work on. Because a lot of times when we think about changing, we try to do it at the level of the behavior. But mm-hmm. if even if I look at my own life, I created it so that I could understand it wasn't just the behavior, what was at the root of the behavior? And only another professional is gonna help you get to that space. So whatever that might be for a person, I think you seek out a person who you feel comfortable with that you can trust, mm-hmm. um, but you have to make the investment in yourself to get to really understand who you are, what that means. And only then can you accept where you've been, know where you're going and know how to get there. Right. Do you think uh, Instagram hurts people identify with their inner self? Like looking Mm. at perfect lives and, you know, like, Mm. you know, everybody posts, you know, you know, their most up life on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I, I imagine, you know, makes people feel bad that, they're not living like that. 
Yes, that, that is a whole nother condition specifically, mm-hmm. but it does create that whole imposter syndrome and why, you know, why not, why not me? Why that person? Um, it's right. very easy to see the things that social media presents. Um, but a lot of times if internally you're not in a very strong place yourself, that's what you'll identify with. You'll identify mm-hmm. with your lack of or what you may be missing based on something mm-hmm. that you see. But we all know that none of us really share, even, even if I'm sharing you know, my whole life and I'm very transparent and open, you're not seeing every part of my life. So we see things and we, our desires start to grow and it really is what you pay attention to grows. So if you're on Instagram, it could be a very inspiring thing if you're using it properly, but it also could be very shameful and feel like you're not where you should be, or um, you look at others better than yourself and judging yourself that way very harshly um, is just as detrimental as someone else, as you judging someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I always, I always believe that you have to remind yourself, and I do this for myself as well, and to the people around me, that social media is like a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, I mean, there are many that like to put the negative out there as well, mm-hmm. but majority don't like to. They only put what's, you know, what's, the, what are the good things happening? Yes, they post yes. The things only. Mm-hmm. Not realistic. And I always no. like to remind everyone in my, at least in my circle that, mm-hmm. you know, that social media is just a highlight reel. And even with me, like if you go to my social media, I'm, it's only positive things that I'm posting because right. I, I want to stay positive. I'm not going to yes. post every little negative thing that happens yeah. to me. Like, oh, I got a flat tire today. Like <laughs> I've done that once before um, because it, it ha- has happened twice. <laughs> so I, I just thought it was ironic. Um, but I always believe that things like that happen because that's God telling me to slow down. Yes. So <laughs> You still find a way to make it positive. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. Um, but I, I just feel that, you know, it's important to remind yourself that you know, what you see others posting, mm-hmm. don't, don't look into it too much. Right. You know, right. it's, again, it's a highlight reel. Yes. Now, I like that. I, I, I do have to um, change, I guess, shift gears a little bit because mm-hmm. I want to talk about your goals. Mm-hmm. So you've achieved so much. You really have. I mean, Thank we've you. only, I was only able to give just a brief bio of your accomplishments, but you are one amazing person really thank you are. thank you like, I was, I, I, again goosebumps I was so excited to chat with you today I can't wait to meet you in person and I already said that once before but you can tell my excitement so let's talk about the goals you've achieved and mm-hmm. you know that you're proud of you know you've worked so hard for your goal to achieve your goals um, share some of them with us to help inspire all of us to set those big goals well I think the, the biggest goal that I had accomplished was doing the, the TEDx talk. Mm. And that was probably one of the hardest things that I ever had to do. Although I am used to speaking in front of people, that just was very life-changing. And it when you look back, there's like these, there, there's these little signs that it, it's sort of like you have to look at where you came from and where that all started. And because it's always been a goal of mine, I always encourage people to share with other people what your goals are. A lot of times we're afraid to share them mm-hmm. because we think if they don't happen, then we told people and now we're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But I would I would say that that was probably one of my biggest accomplishments because that's something that so many people want to do and they don't know how to get started or how to get into mm-hmm. it. I literally just started telling people that that's what I wanted to do. And then when the opportunity presented itself, Someone that met someone else told someone, wow. I know someone who wants to do this. And it ended up being local in Delaware. And actually, I met her um, 
doing a pedicure at Curry. See, yes. you manifested that. That's weird. Yep, and that was years mm-hmm. after. I did, that, I, I did that like six years ago. I've been going from Curry for like almost 15 years now. So it was, yeah. But it's you You have to talk about it. You never know right. who you're among. Um, mm-hmm. And you just have to put it out there. I'm like, I've always wanted to do it. I don't know anything about it. And I don't, um, you know, when I set a goal, I don't really look at ways that why it won't work. I kind of upfront work with the objections and then say, this is, I don't know how it's going to happen because that'll slow me down. Cause then I'll be like, I don't have this. I don't have this. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I've worked through um, achieving all of the goals that I've had is literally, this is what I want to do. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to present itself if I, because remember I'm always in the right place at the right time, right. saying right. the right things to the right people. See that affirmation yeah. right there. <laughs> I want to start saying that myself. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your family. Let's talk yes. about, give us the update on, on your family. What, oh my goodness. They, so this is your biggest support system, uh, right? They are wonderful. <laughs> I mean, this is me and my, my, my babies that are grown. Oh, um, you know, my daughter, my daughter is um, 28 um, and my son's 32. Um, they each have a, a daughter. So I have two grandbabies. Nova's oh, five. Marley, <laughs> Marley Ray is one and a half. Um, and I am married to a wonderful um, man. I call him Mr. Garrett. and um you know we have a he has a daughter so uh consider her my bonus child and we just we are all about family so everything that we do is about family what you know even though the things that I thought I was doing was for my family I learned that those things were for me and then me becoming whole and healed liberated my entire family so Right. We, we, you know, we, we love getting together, you know, um, I, I'm the Sunday dinner, uh, you know, host of everything. So yeah, they're, um, I'm the a, same a wonderful way. family. <laughs> I'm the same way, Allison. I love everything you're saying right now. Like uh, every, I'm, I'm all about family first mm-hmm. and, uh, whole and healed. I love yes. that. I really yes. love that. You said that and how you said Sunday dinners and bringing everybody together and uniting mm-hmm. everyone and, and celebrating Everyone coming together. Yes. That's a beautiful yes. thing. Beautiful thing to celebrate and to cherish, right? Yes. And, and siblings. I have sisters. There so you they're, go. They're in the, can't leave them out of the mix, but they're all there. That's right. They're all part of the bunch. And then the support system as well. Yes. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, I um I have to mention this because uh, when I was looking through your social media mm-hmm. and going back to your TED Talks, mm-hmm. you had a little clip that mm-hmm. I was able to watch when you had the, when you, I guess you would say when you did the TED talk. Yes. You were, um, in a, um, orange jumpsuit, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, the, um, the handcuffs, mm-hmm. the handcuffs on, right? Yes. So really? could you explain, paint that picture for our listeners? Because that was a very interesting presentation. Wow. I, I didn't expect that. And I was like, wait, she, she really painted the pictures to her listeners and her yeah. audience. Real visual. Yes. Well, I, I think it started out where, um, that was something that I would do in workshops because I felt like visually I would have someone sit in the middle and they would be in handcuffs. Okay. And while I shared information, I was telling other people by some of the things that they may or may not have been doing, they're walking past someone who's in handcuffs every day. And I thought about how that visual for other people would get them to see you know, um, and I say it at the end of the talk, it's like, oh yeah, Allison, that's a great story. You know, what does prison have to do with me? And so I wanted people to see that. Like, it's literally, I, I want, and I wanted it to be remembered where it wasn't just an, another 
talk or something to say. It was sort mm-hmm. of like, I remember that woman in that jumpsuit with those handcuffs on, she took them off. I, I think I wanted people to experience their own freedom in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's what most people have shared with me. They're like, something about that moment made me feel like, you know, like they could breathe. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it, I mean, I'm sure you will have many more TED Talks, yeah. right? Yes. And so can you can you share with our listeners and our viewers that are tuning in, maybe ways they can watch the TED Talk or follow you so they can stay tuned for when you're going to be speaking at another yes. engagement? Absolutely. I am on Instagram mm-hmm. under Prison Break Coach um, mm-hmm. and the same on Facebook, Prison Break Coach. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So no excuses. Now, I'm sure you are very much active on social media. So if someone messages you, um, I'm I'm right there. They got they got me. That's perfect. (laughs) That's perfect. You respond. And that's really important because yes, then you you, people are probably going to be reaching out to you and they want to hire you because you said it earlier, this is an investment in your health and your, yes. and you think that's important and in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm a firm believer in investing in yourself and investing in your health. And that's really, really important that you touched on that earlier. And I wanted to highlight that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a firm believer in life coaches. I, I think they're, they're very, very important to either come across in your, in your life, mm-hmm. whether for a short period of time or long mm-hmm. period of time. Yes. And, and and you never know again what you will learn about yourself and about yes. others. I think that's the biggest thing is learning learning about yourself and it opens up um you don't have to have a a traumatic experience to benefit from you right. know working with a, a life coach. Maybe you just need to like you said understand more about yourself so that you know there's a in short there's like a be do have model of life mm-hmm. so if you want to have something which we all have things that we want to have and you're mm-hmm. struggling to get that you have to learn who you have to be mm-hmm. and what you have to do but a lot of us are a little mixed up in the be part it's like because we are we are who most people have wanted us to be our entire lives and then we're like i don't want to be that anymore but who am i mm-hmm. so that that's really it. and i do um complimentary assessments as well Okay, good, wow. good. Mm-hmm. Randy, was there any other questions you had for Allison? Well, you know, Allison's such a positive person. And, you know, I, I remember years ago when I was 18, making a decision that I wanted to be a good person, right? Mm-hmm. You know, up to then I was like, you know, not a bad person, but, you know, drinking, running right. around, like, mm-hmm. you know, not doing my schoolwork. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I got a really bad uh, auto crash. And mm. uh, I remember... I was, you know, saying to myself, I want to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And I think when you say that, then mm-hmm. you start to, you know, surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you know, energy feeds off energy. I agree. Yeah. And I agree. just today you saying that, you know, I made a difference in your life. It choked me up. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I thank you for that because you made a difference in my life. Thank you. And it, it, again, it's going back to you gave someone a chance and you didn't judge a book by its cover. I believe that you should never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. Mm-hmm. And you did, you did that. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm sure that um, Allison tells that story to many others. And yes. it's, again, inspiring. 
So it's it's beautiful that you know we were able to share these moments and the, your success, yeah, Alice, and that's yeah. what we were talking about. Your success and your yes. smile. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, we're winding down to the end of this interview, and at mm-hmm. the end of the interview, we always like to ask our guests a traditional question, almost mm-hmm. like it's almost like our traditional pronto question. So, if you could chat with anyone from the past or present on a podcast, mm-hmm. who would it be and why? Um, it would probably be my mother whom I never met um, because I feel like there's so many things that I have learned that I'm so much like her that I would mm-hmm. just love to have a conversation um, with her. She, unfortunately, she passed away when I was two years old um, of, of leukemia. So there's still a lot of things that I don't know that I would just love to to dive in and um, just have a conversation with. So it would be Cynthia Bailey. Wow. Thank you for that. Well, Allison, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. Thank you. And um, I, again, I look forward to meeting you in person. I'm coming to the bistro. I'm coming to the party. Randy didn't say I'm I'm still alumni. I I still end up at the Christmas parties. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Well, I look forward to that. And we wish you so much continued success. Thank you. And um, and make sure you follow at Prison Break Coach on Facebook and Instagram, correct? Yes, Yes. Facebook and Instagram. And if someone's interested in the copy of the book, they can email me. It's allison at prisonbreakcoach.com. Perfect, perfect. Allison, thanks again. And we'll see you soon. Oh, Randy. Great, right? Oh my gosh. I could just, I feel her energy through the, yeah. the, the device. Like, it's like, yeah. wow, you can tell she right. is just, just full of joy, positive energy. Right. Good, good to the core. Yeah. I and, can tell. And, and she's like this all the time. I, I like, believe it. Yeah, like you're not like seeing a good version of her, like all the time. And positive. you saw that in her from day one. Yeah. I, I loved her when I met, met her, like her smile was infectious. Yes. You are naturally a positive person yourself. You said that earlier. And I, I know that about yeah. you. I know that you like to post positive quotes and, and inspiring and inspirational lines. You're, that's just who you are. And I can see how you were able to identify that in Allison right away. Thank you. Just yeah. from that first meeting. And and that's and I think that does take practice, right? It does take practice to to become more positive and and surround yourself with positive people and being able to identify good energy versus bad energy. It does take practice. Yeah, I think, you know, if you put up goodness, mm-hmm. you get it back. And you know, mm-hmm. just today saying this thing she said about me, like, <laughs> like wow. It's well, it's really, true. Yeah. It's very true. No, but you know, just hearing that, like, I had no idea that she felt that way. Well, I'm sure there are many others that feel that way as well, and I'm I agree with her. So I Thank I you. believe that too. And 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 we continue to uh, practice all the things that. And, and this is again, this is advice to everyone listening. Continue to practice all of the uh, things that. Allison mentioned, and I think one of them was the affirmations. And I really, really appreciated that approach on how she was going about it. And I will start to practice that. So thank you for mentioning that, Alice. And we are so grateful that you came on the show. Well, we are at the end of this podcast, and I can't believe nine episodes. Yes, we're going on 10 soon. So make sure you tune in for our 10th 
episode, which will be December 12th. We will have Fred from Nutrafol. Is that correct? Nutrafol. Yeah. And we will talk all about that. We'll talk to Fred and obviously updates and, uh, and, uh, maybe a little bit more updates about the holidays and everything, you know, you know, coming up. So make sure you get your Christmas shopping done. And, and and Nutrafol is a company through vitamins that Mm. restores hair growth or restores uh, thin hair. Okay, that's okay. So so. if you're tuning in, make sure you join us December, excuse me, December 12th for our 10th episode at three o'clock and just go to all the Curry Hair, Skin and Nails social media pages to find out where you can go. You can go to YouTube, Facebook and Spotify, but you, uh, Facebook is the easiest one. Apple TV too. Oh, okay. So we're everywhere now. It's just so you know, we're everywhere now. (laughs) All since uh, the Christmas decoration. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Randy. Well, pronto, Randy. Pronto, Vincent. (laughs) 